Welcome to the Always Moving Podcast. I'm your host, Lyndon Savanto, and I am happy to be here for episode number 18. So, last week's episode about my move to Tampa Bay was kind of, um, it was like an emergency pod. It was one that had to interject its way into the into the uh, the episode's list because I thought it was important, I thought it made sense, and it was kind of a nice way to announce it to my fans and followers. So that's why last week's was my move to Tampa. Now, if you remember before, I had did a poll, uh, a fan poll, of which, which uh, topic they would want or that you guys would want as my, my next episode. And somehow, some way, it was a 50-50 split dead on between Australia and the pop culture that shaped who I am now today. And I was not expecting that. I, it was a tie going into the day, and there was maybe six or seven hours left on the poll. So I re-announced that I, it was a tie. I needed more voters. I got maybe six more voters. And it went 3-3 on both sides. So it was completely unhelpful. But I tried my best to connect um, Australia and pop culture. That was important to me. So I did did that. So today's episode will be about pop culture that I believe shaped me to who I am today. And maybe moments when it struck a chord with me or... It a little light bulb, little light bulb above my head or something like that. So for the other 50% of you that voted for the pop culture that shaped me, this is it. So welcome to episode 18. I think one of the most important things um, that shaped me who I am every day and I think uh, my friend, my buddy Dushin, it's the same thing with him is the Simpsons had such a profound effect on the way I look at every single thing in my day. There's some, it's been on so long and I've watched so many episodes of it that it's just ingrained and all the jokes are ingrained in my head and I can look at one thing and I'll make myself laugh constantly if I'm by myself, if I'm well, not recording a pod because I'm 100% focused on you guys. Um guys and gals and I I actually got a uh, a fan sent me a picture of their dog actually listens to my show so that's a lie but that doesn't matter um so the Simpsons has changed the way I look at every single thing in the day-to-day because they've been on so long and they've made a joke about everything so someone could be like oh I went to Seattle this weekend and I was like I would instantly think Seattle and burst out laughing like when Homer goes to clown college, <laughs> clown college and uh, they're showing a list of funny words that you can use in Seattle. Somehow, just the simple word Seattle will 100% spark that in me every single time. And it doesn't matter where I am, if I'm on a long drive or whatnot, I will always laugh to myself. I'll think of some stupid line 
And half the time I'll send it to Dushin and then he'll be like, he'll burst out laughing too because we both know that The Simpsons is incredible. It's an amazing show and now everyone's all over it with the uh, Simpsons predicts the future because anytime anything happens, um, they, people manage to find a, a link to an old Simpsons episode and be like, oh my God, this is happening, this is happening. And I think in that way, it has also, it's it's such a huge show, and it sounds stupid saying that it's been such an important show, but it is. It's a, it's an incredible, especially the first twelve seasons that I've watched religiously, and I know every episode and every line, and you could just say something like "cromulent," also part of the name of my other podcast with Dushin, but. I think it's had such a cultural impact from shows like South Park and Family Guy that come after it or the guest appearances, the longevity. And it's always anything that lasts a long time on television always gets compared to The Simpsons because it's still going. And the quality's waned here and there over the last however many years, but it still always holds a special place in my heart. And it's, it's been all over the world. Everywhere I go all over the world, you'll find a, a Simpsons comic in France, or we were in Argentina and there are these knockoff Simpsons coasters about being in Buenos Aires. And it was so obviously like breaking any kind of trademark, but they didn't give a shit and neither did we. So we bought them and everything. So um, the Simpsons, Easily above anything else in pop culture has had the biggest influence on myself through just the way I react with other people is based on things I see. It's a, you overreact to something or you oversell something. You just do it because you saw it on the Simpsons or something. So for me, number one, most important pop culture, anything ever is the Simpsons. And if you say you don't like it, you're a liar because at some point in your life, you adore it because every single person did. Now, I would say The Simpsons is number one. The second thing that has had the biggest impact on me is my actually my favorite movie of all time, which is Big Fish by Tim Burton. And for those of you that don't know Big Fish, it's a it's a story between a son and a father and Growing up, the father would tell his son's stories, but they were always larger-than-life tales where he would maybe bend the truth a bit to entertain his son. But then the moral of the story, or at the end, it's, you know, his the story of Edward Bloom, and Dushin only says that I'm Edward Bloom because I feel like ever since that movie's taken so much on me, I've kind of lived the way that like kind of the moral of that story where it's an adventure bigger than life itself. So anytime there's been an opportunity, something crazy, I, I just moved to Florida. I moved all over the world. I've lived all over the world. I've done all these crazy experiences and it's always, I think that and to a much, much way less, not even close to the same scale, but maybe we'll relate with someone else. But like the movie, yes, man, just, not saying no to something just at least once you got to try it it's a you try a food or you you take a trip or you you go down the 
incredibly steep water slide or something. You you say you did it because it's something you can look back on or whatnot. At the end of your life, if there was a list of everything you did, you're going to have more yeses than noes. And for me, with Big Fish, when I saw it, it was like, I want that. I want a life that at the end of the day, I can tell people or they will tell to other people and they will be like, I could die tomorrow and they'll be like, he, he lived his life the way he wanted. He did everything and he had no regret. That's why Dusha and I did the road trip that we saw every baseball team in their home stadium. We went for the summer of 2019 and we drove for two months and a week. We cleared 35,000 kilometers and there was just no way I was I was going to have it be one of those dreams that you always say, one day I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that one day. And then deep down, 90, 90% of people that say that, they're never going to do it. And they know it too. So I think Big Fish has, um, it really pushed me to to explore the unknown and to face any fear and face any doubt and just say, you know what, screw it. Let's see what happens. We'll work it out. And um, yeah, so Big Fish also has had an immense amount of influence on my life because of that. Because I'm not going to, for better or worse, more often than not for better, but even for worse, I, uh, I'll i try it. I'm going to send it. And we'll see what happens. If I get injured, then it will hopefully heal and... If I lose money, money's money. You can find money anywhere. But just like Edward Bloom in Big Fish, he's, they said he's never a rich man, but he helped make other people rich. And I doubt I'll ever be a rich person, a rich, uh, wealthy billionaire. Not ruling it out, though. If you want to sponsor the show, maybe uh, you own a company or someone you know owns a company, I don't know, hit me up. We'll work something out. But uh, I've always said I'm going to be rich on life. And I feel like I've done so much in my life already that people I know haven't even touched the surface of the amount of things I've experienced, the amount of things I've seen, the different foods I've eaten, the different cultures I've learned, the people I've met, the shitty little phrases I learn in other language like... uh, for my Icelandic listeners, uh, I think I screwed that up, but uh, I can kick high. For some reason, I still know that. Um, or uh, my South Korean listeners, jacket uh, isayo, where's your jacket? Uh, and it's just, it's, I've never been a person who could just stay in one place and maybe I've got something going on upstairs or whatnot, but I, I I don't like to sit still. I don't want to sit and be stagnant. I have to go. There's too much to see and there's too much to explore. And I think big fish has been uh, such an influence on that for me is uh, you go out, you got to fly. I'm a peacock, man. You got to let me fly. Um, so yeah, for big for movies, big one was uh, Big Fish, and when I was thinking of music, 
music's everywhere and i think music's super important and it plays an important role in my day-to-day it's uh i listen to it when i run i listen to it when i'm writing i listen to it when i'm cooking music's everywhere but to kind of narrow down to a point where music influence who you are i'm gonna go with three three examples of this so when i was growing up my dad doesn't really listen to music he seems like he almost hates any kind of sound (laughs) um but my mom was she's huge into um 70s 80s music so growing up for us and i think it applied to my brother too we listened to a lot of abba a lot of elton john we listened to aerosmith and cheap trick and but for me mostly abba and elton i think had an influence on me of being more like uh, no, not scared to speak in public. I think it gave me um, not confidence. I don't know what I want to, what word I'm looking for here, but it, I, uh, yeah, it's, it just made me more open. I think it made me more vibrant and um, more of an extrovert. I think with music like that all around you, it's, it's, it's fast paced. It's you singing and dancing. You go around, you clap, you, uh, and I think that had a big influence on who I kind of am. So you mix this, you mix this pop music from the seventies and eighties. You put that with jokes from the Simpsons and stuff. Obviously, you're not going to want to hang out with me all the time because it's going to be too much, too much action, too, too much uh, lack of concentration because I got so many things working on up here in my mind grapes. So I think growing up, it was Abba and Elton John had a huge influence on me being open and being open-minded to to more things and willingness to to be more open i think too with um because like i grew up in rural alberta so it's mostly country music and to be honest i do like some country music but find me a song that's not about um a truck drinking beer something about a woman left them and I don't know, a wheat field, a cornfield. Find me a song that doesn't involve that or a tractor. And uh, you might be able to guest star on the pod because you're not going to find it. So um, so I was surrounded by country music, but it never resonated with me. And for me, it was it was Abba and Elton, especially growing up. And then I, I distinctly remember this. I think I said it in my interview with Mark. Mark Times a couple episodes ago. I remember this moment vividly, and this is when like rock music really struck a chord with me. And it was it was a Halloween night, and my brother's friend John was driving us home because it was we was went trick-or-treating and stuff. I was still like 15, 16. No, I was probably younger, 14, let's say that. And John drove up to the top of our driveway and kickstart my heart from Motley Crue came on and that opening riff where it's like it sounds like a car taking off and it was the guitar and it just it was a moment in a movie where the camera would like zoom out and I would look shocked because that moment I realized I love electric guitar (laughs) and it was I still remember this completely because it was please just picture my stupid face and the camera zooming out of it as the Motley Crue 
beginning of Kickstart My Heart goes. And that is exactly what happened in that moment. Um, and that's when I, I went on like this obsessive phase for Motley Crue where it also timed out nice because they released like a greatest hits Red, White and Crue album. So they were in like all the rock magazines and their book came out. And so I was able, it was more accessible for someone my age to obsess over Motley Crue. And maybe that's not a good thing because of all their drugs and alcohol and sex and that definition of that uh, rock star lifestyle. But I was obsessed with it. I'm like, okay, I can, I can do this. I can get behind this. And uh, it was kind of the same for my friend Rob too. It was, we were huge hair metal fans and he's a Bon Jovi guy. Yeah, he's he's got good songs. He's no Motley Crue. Come at me if you don't like it. And then after that, I think the more I got older, and then the more I started traveling, I kind of got more into folk, alternative folk music. But not only like folk, but um, the lyrics and the storytelling that uh, Bob Dylan or john mayer and like the beauty behind a song i think i appreciated more the lyrics than the music and it's not every case with every song by them but they tell these amazing stories and i think once i got older i could really envision the story as it's being painted out through the song and for me there's a song by john mayer called walt grace's submarine ride and I, I hope you check it out because it is, it's a beautiful story. This guy, and I think it also kind of works out to like Big Fish and my traveling and stuff. Because this guy builds a homemade submarine and he goes from America to Japan. And everyone thinks he's crazy and no one thinks he's going to do it. And then finally he calls and or the call gets back to his wife and kids. And he did it. He, everyone said he was crazy, but he went out and followed his dream and he did it. And that song, if you've never heard it before, I think you should really go check it out. John Mayer's Walt Grace Submarine Ride. And there's like a date at the end. I think it's 1969. Um, it's a beautiful song. And I think as I got older, um, the storytellers in music that you hear more like uh, Gordon Lightfoot and... Um, yeah, Bob Dylan's huge in that. And I really appreciated, I think, the art of music and what it could create and the, and the feeling it can create besides just the beat and the rhythm and stuff. And obviously, that I love all that still, too. So, um, But I think for that, it was the storytelling when I became older. And then that, that come, connects to Big Fish. It goes to where I'm at now in life where it's like, you know what? hit the open road, see what happens, do it without fear and live the life you want. And I think that was, though, um, for music, that was the three. Because it's kind of hard to pinpoint music that really, for me at least, it was hard to pinpoint music that really had a, an influence on you. So, yeah, it would be those three, I think. And if you don't, uh, if you don't like it, then whatever. You do you. I don't care what you do. I hope you're all healthy. I hope you're all happy. But, you know, I'm going to I'm happy with who I am. I'm happy with my influences. I I love trying to show people 
something that I absolutely adore and I hope hope they'll love it and it just doesn't connect with them in the right way and that's kind of disappointing. But I love to show people something they've never heard or a show they've never seen or uh, a clip of a show with a with the quote that just sticks with you and it's just pop culture is amazing and i think right now not right now but the last like 10 years or so with what they call like you know nerd culture becoming hip becoming popular with the marvel movies or big bang theory and people i think nerd culture is so mainstream now that people are more comfortable kind of expressing their favorite modes of pop culture or their favorite stories their video games that influence them because video games were huge for me too growing up and i still play not as much but growing up i learned you learn stuff from these games and i think some people that never played video games don't understand it but you learn you can learn basically you can learn how to build actually like everyday stuff could be solved in games. Depends what you're playing. You can also learn to pick up ten Wumpa fruit on Crash Team Racing, and you'll go a little faster. Or you learn how to drift the corner better, which uh, I can't beat at that game. So if you want to challenge me to that, come down to Florida. We'll figure that out. We'll arrange it. But video games were huge, and for me, it was. I think uh, they probably shouldn't have, but I remember one Christmas my parents bought me Grand Theft Auto Vice City and that just accumulated everything at that time in my life it was you know the love of film and the story behind it and plus there's voice actors like Ray Liotta that you're I'm starting to learn these actors so you see them in the game and then the music and the soundtrack of Vice City with the color and the art of the of the video game itself I think it all came together and for me that's one of my fondest memories of video games looking back was vice city if damn that game that game's amazing and then if you look now one of the games that influenced me a lot or, or at least consumed my time a lot growing up i don't know how much it uh, goes into my day-to-day -day life but just pokemon for game boy i still play that every now and then my gengar is like a 95 right now come at me um and then you look and now um, on TikTok or Instagram or whatever, just opening card packs has become huge because there's so much money in it. They're collector's items and people are just freely sharing the pop culture they love. If it's comics, if it's movies, if it's music, if it's opening Pokemon cards, if it's, God forbid, uh, filters where you look like a chipmunk. But it's, I love the fact that it's, the world's more open now for uh, for people to express themselves more freely. And I think that's super important. And for myself growing up, it was never an issue. And I would always share what I loved or not be afraid to show, show somebody. But I think for a lot of people, that's, uh, they hide that because maybe it wasn't, wasn't cool at the time or whatnot. And I think that's something really good that's happening in the last... 10, 15 years or so, 10 years, because, you know, um, so I'm really happy, and I think if for some reason there's a TV show you you love, but you don't want to tell your friends because you think they'll make fun of you, then fuck them, like, 
who cares what they think? Enjoy it. Share that you enjoy it. Wear a t-shirt that says, uh, you're fired. <laughs> Maybe not so much anymore. That's a bad example. Um, but you know what I mean? Outwit, outlast, outplay. Survivor was amazing. I loved Survivor. People, I mean, shirt's been on forever, but I would look back. I loved Survivor. I loved wrestling. Um, and those were things where people were like, oh, it's fake, or that's not cool to like it, and then they'll judge you for that. But why? Who cares? Do what you love. If you get anything from this episode, I hope it's that um, just feel good about what you love and share that with the people that are close to you. And odds are most of your friends you've met through one of your passions that you love anyway. If it's for passion for music or books or whatever it is, it's um, just be free. Live your life. Live your best life. Don't care what anyone else thinks. And I think that's something that's really coming through, especially with social media and stuff. You can find communities of community fans <laughs> and you can talk about the show and the characters. So I am going to wrap this podcast up and I hope after hearing myself ramble about it and talk about the how much I love Frank Grimes from The Simpsons that you just feel... Like, yeah, I don't care what anyone thinks. Who cares what other people think? Everyone's got uh, something they like that not everyone likes. So just go be yourself. Do what you want. If you absolutely love Maroon 5, if it speaks to you, let it speak to you. Don't care what anyone else thinks. And uh, wishing, especially now with quarantine and stuff, you got to... If you can't do stuff, jump into, jump further into the world. Uh, if that's what helps you, jump further into the world that you love in pop culture. Go for it. Because, and if anyone has a problem, be like, you know what? Lindy told me it's fine. Uncle Lindy told me it's fine. So, my friends, my valuable listeners, I love you guys, and I hope you're all doing well. Remember, life is happy. And this has been my uh, pop culture that made me episode. So thank you for voting. I'll go through again. We're doing more topic votes and the shows will keep coming out. So again, be happy. Don't care what other people think. Other people are the worst. (laughs) And um, this has been the Always Moving Podcast with your best friend and host of the show, Lyndon Savanto. And you know what we always say around this time? Let's keep this thing moving.